Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor Grimm, and I will be your host. Joining me today, we have the one and only Andrew Matrone. What's good, fam? How are you? Got that live studio audience. I haven't been here for a while. A couple weeks. Just living that easy breezy yeah. life. I don't know where I was going with that. No, I've, yeah. It's been, been a really crazy time for a lot of people at our church, as yeah. far as just Work and events, wearing and a bunch of hats on. and all that, all that different stuff. Speaking Good to be back. Of wearing hats, we have Zach Atwood in the studio, and Zach, <laughs> and Zach had a hat, a hair mask, which is kind of like a hat, right? Well, I mean, not no. no. Okay, I'm sorry. No, it's but, like it's just like oils and stuff you throw in there, and then you wash it out, and then your hair is soft and luxurious. That sounds like my worst nightmare, guys. I uh, I've been feeling like I need more of a of a skin regimen, <laughs> the ordinary. I have, have you looked all. up the ordinary? No, it's oh, amazing. I've got a Aaron, well. Aaron bought every single one. It only cost us seven hundred bucks, but yeah, they've that's the thing, forever. dude. But but I don't know. I've been getting Jerica got me some salt scrub stuff. Uh, what brand? Wait, I don't know. Sponsor us, whoever it is. <laughs> but uh, I'm not gonna lie, guys. It's enjoy that's good. it. That's good. Enjoy. I got this little little routine that I do now. Oh. The reality is, I just every time I look in the mirror, I'm like, I'm getting older and older, and I can't, I can't stop it. Hey, Aaron, the ordinary. So basically, it's this company that like makes high end stuff, but they don't do tons of advertising or spend like a ton of money on marketing. So you can buy their stuff for like a quarter to half of what like their competitor would be, and it's supposed to be technically the same level. Um, but Aaron got so me this under eye stuff because I <laughs> looks like I haven't slept Ooh, in six years. The caffeine, yeah, yeah, and it's legit. It's legit. I just found a cologne and perfume company that's sort of the same, Ooh. same vibe. Dossier, I think it's pronounced. <laughs> Dossier, give us a sponsorship. <clears throat> but same thing. They like they're like a guy who used to work as like an executive in a high end cologne company. It was like ninety percent of our cost is to pay for celebrity endorsement and marketing. So. They kind of make That's the, awesome. the same level. I, of, but I I feel like he says he's an executive. He was probably like, hey, me and Zach have a clone, though, that we rock. Zach, tell um, the people what it is. Well, it's Ar- Armani Aqua Amara. Yeah, Ooh. it's, hey, for real, though, fellas, if you're looking for a clone, now you're going to spend the dime. Well, or you could go or, to Dossier, official not sponsor. <laughs> no, but should sponsor. no, no not of that. Zach, no. tell the guys again. All right. It's Am- Am- Amari Aqua Amara. Yeah. And it's well, it's it's not made anymore. So you actually have to go what? to eBay and buy it from sketchy people. But oh, yeah, I'm sure they're they're, they're siphoning <laughs> hey, a little gasoline in there. It seems semi legit, honestly. As long as it smells good at the end of the day, that's all. My I care wife about. loves it. She's like, "You smell so good." It's a good scent. Like, yeah, it's I do. a good scent. I also right. love how this podcast has started. Yeah, we should yeah. probably. Well, get hey, the reason we're talking about <laughs> facial scrubs and. Cologne is because we are back with dealing with the pressures of singleness and dating. Um, Last week, we had the amazing one and only Emily Franklin 
Red Rocks, Austin's very yeah, own dude. worship leader on the podcast. She crushed it. Uh, talking about singleness, you know, from a female perspective. This week, we are having a fellas discussion. Hey. You know, gonna drink protein and creatine, and we all did push-ups before this. <laughs> Although we literally just talked about skincare and hey, <laughs> you know, no, yeah, man, you know what, the modern man. Hey, I yeah. have, I have my own. We are the modern too. man. Listen, I watch Yellowstone. Okay, I watch you, I watch UFC. I watch Yellowstone, UFC. I got a boxing bag. So. I, I don't do any of that. I watch Fixer Upper. And I exfoliate. <laughs> it's twenty twenty one. Yeah. All right, but uh, last <clears throat> week we talked uh, singleness and dating from the ladies' perspective. This week we're going to come at it from a fellas' perspective. And same thing I said last week, ladies, don't tune out. You might not learn much uh, necessarily, so keep that bar of expectation pretty low. But I think that you'll get a rare look inside the crazy, incoherent thought process that is the male brain, the single male brain, with Zach Atwood here to kind of help guide and direct us in the the crazy world of Slash dating. bird brain, but hey. Hey, no. I have good words, maybe. Yes, it's going to be great. Well, we'll find wait. out in about yeah, 40 yeah. minutes once we'll I let keep the talking. Be the judge. <laughs> so this week, we're just going to dive into the pressures of singleness and dating uh, from a male perspective. And hopefully, both fellas and ladies, you can learn a little bit about what it's like to be a guy navigating the culture and the dating scene today. And so we're going to dive right in. Um, what do you guys think are some of the tensions and pressures? I say we're going to dive right in after five minutes of discussing skincare, but okay. What are some of the tensions and pressures you feel in the dating world today? Like if you had to summarize, what would be like the hardest part about the dating scene right now? Gosh. Um, I feel like a big part of it is it, it kind of boils down to like, you're making the right decision ultimately. And that, I mean, like. Not like happily ever after vibe, but like you're making the like the best decision for your future moving forward and that you're with the right person. Because I feel like there is this like pressure of like making sure you're compatible with somebody and that it's not just like an instant like crush, that it's more and you have to develop that. But then like throwing like I, I think that's the pressure that like every generation in the world has ever had. But I think the pressure for young adults now is that. Kind of like what Emily was talking about last week with like how there's this pressure of like, oh, you always have somebody in the back of your head because you've matched with somebody else on like an online dating site or you just know that there's other things available out there. I think young adult, especially men, like we look at it and it's more so like before you even make the decision to pursue, you're almost paralyzed by how many decisions are in front of you. Okay. So it's like it, it, I think it's called like analysis paralysis where it's you have so many opportunities in front of you that you don't make a decision, period. And so I think there's like this pressure of like, A, making sure that this is something that's going to be long term. But then B, you're <clears> pressured <throat> with like 8 billion decisions because you can swipe right on any app and find somebody. So it's like this just this like perfect storm of like, oh, I can't make a decision. So I'm yeah. going to be stuck single forever. It's fine. And yeah. yeah, so I think that's a big pressure that especially a lot of young adult men are running into. So last week, Emily said that a lot of the dating world has kind of changed. Um, when Andrew and I were growing up back in the day, uh, you know, it was it was traditional. Connor, you're older than I am, though, right? No, you're older than me by like a month. Oh, can't you tell? Look at him. I've, I'm I don't know. That salt scrub. Spry. <laughs> the salt scrub is just doing wonders. Yeah, my face looks different. Forget you. <laughs> Also, you guys know that you're like two years older than me. That's it. 
Wow. So we grew up in the same time, Connor. I'm just the single one. Well, back <laughs> back in middle school and high school, you know, there's this like stigma, or not even stigma. Just the way you ask somebody out was you approach them, you know, like, oh, be a man, like go talk to her, you know, whatever. Yeah. You walk up, you put yourself out there, you either leave with a date or leave feeling naked and ashamed. <laughs> um, but then the Preach. goal was to like quickly they identify yourself as a couple. Like there was this... We are a couple yeah. together. And then as as uh, Emily was talking last week, it feels like now more than ever, there's less of a pressure to find somebody and have that label of exclusivity. Yeah. That I think because of like dating apps and things like that, that you, you kind of hinted at it, you almost have like a lineup of matches. And yeah. if this doesn't go well, well, I know I have another match. Why do you think there is less pressure to be exclusive with somebody in today's yeah. in today's dating scene than it was, you know, five, ten years ago? Why why is exclusivity mm. almost like shied away from or or like people are seem afraid of it almost, yeah. you know? Well, I th- we live in a world that has so many options. And you you can have more, you can have new, you can always have better. And and we're we're so um, with social media, it, we're we're able to see so many different options. If we're just talking about a skincare routine, like <laughs> where there's like that doesn't work. Well, there's a million other companies out yeah. there that are doing this that I have easy access to that I can hop on Amazon and get it in a day. Yeah, and so I think that there is because you 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 preached on this this past week at, at young adults of like the need for more. We live in a westernized culture of like this need for more and you can have more. You can figure out how to get more and more and more and more and more. Um you're not satisfied with more but you can figure out how to get more. Yeah. And so I think that it's it's easy to not settle to be exclusive because you're like if this one doesn't work though, like I just matched yeah. with twenty other people on Hinge, and so and they're good looking too, so yeah. so that that might work. We're, whereas for, for for us growing up, I grew up, um, I graduated college in two thousand ten, Springfield, Missouri. Two hundred thousand people live there, but I went to a small Christian college, and there was this pressure of the longer you go on in life without getting married, the weirder you are. And so you had this pressure, and there honestly just wasn't that many. There wasn't Option. Facebook was kind of a new thing. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, there was who was around you. So yeah. who was in your environment at school? Um, like me and Jerica met at, met at church at our, our smaller church. You know, so so there was just kind of this level of like, hey, this is yeah. the person who's in front of me, and not not saying that I wish there would have been more options, um, but I think it was it was easier not to always be looking to the right or to the left of what might be better because there's always somebody who has some quality that's a little bit better than what you're currently, you know what I'm saying? And so I I just think that it's a very easy way for, for you not to have like tunnel vision just to always be looking. And I'm not saying that's a, that's necessarily a bad thing, but I do think that's why it's easier for this, this culture not to just um, jump into exclusive exclusivity right away. I have the weirdest analogy that just popped into my head for that because <laughs> it's going to be weird. Track with me. But it's like, okay, if you're going to it's like – It's like a, we got Whitney on the podcast or something. Hey, <laughs> hey, Whitney Whitney was my first boss, so sure. I learned. But, well, okay, so it's kind of like when you go to like a, some restaurants where 
their menu is like super exclusive and there's like 10 items on there and you just have to like pick from a set menu. Yeah, like you just you have to pick what you get. You have one page to look at, you're done. But like it, I think the dating pool is now like the cheesecake factory oh, <laughs> where dear it's like Lord. where it's like a 30-page novel. Yeah. So like their waiter comes by six times like do you know what you want yet? No. I'm well, only on I'm page like on, 5. Yeah. And Sorry. you're like I should stay in the skinny licious, but I'm probably <laughs> oh. going <laughs> to <laughs> But I I'm I'm going for the the pasta. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, well in so that I think there's a paralysis of just so many decisions in the world, but I also feel like there's Maybe maybe it's subconscious for most and conscious for some, but it, I mean, we look at the generation that was before us with like our parents and the amount of divorce that came from that, where there's this this pressure also, like you want to have a healthy marriage. And I think especially in Christian communities too, like we, so many of us like experience like some, like either by friends or someone else in our family or our parents directly, like there was divorce that affected our view of relationships. So now when we go to look at relationships and we want to pursue somebody, there's like almost like a, a back-end fear of like, okay, well, if I make this wrong decision, like I don't want to end it in divorce. I don't want to have a split family. I don't want to cause trauma to my children like my parents caused to me or like I saw my friends go through. Like I think there's that pressure on top of it. So there's just like this twofold of so many options, but then at the same time, it's like if I make the wrong decision <clears> – <throat> I don't want to head down the path of divorce. I don't want to have to split up. And so I think that's kind of also why labels are so scary for so many is because, again, like once you once you confirm something, you have to stick to it. And so rather than like following up and continuing to date somebody or rather than continuing to like pursue somebody and like put a label on it, make it Facebook official, do whatever you need to, like you just – yeah, you, you – you don't want to have that pressure because you're just fearful of what is to come, what is next, and if it fails. Do you think that um, dating apps and online dating have caused this, like, chasing a unicorn-like effect, hmm. like, to <clears throat> where – and, ladies, I don't mean this stereotypically, but, like, back in back in the day, like, you know – uh, I want a, a girl who's like a good mom, who can cook well, who looks nice, who dresses nice, whatever, like whatever your set of criteria is, uh-huh. is what I was trying to say. Um, like, do you think that online dating has fed into the, oh, if it, yeah, there's just, there's, I just there's, know like, there's something yeah. better. This person is like there. 90% like, there, but like, <clears throat> I'm looking for my hundred. Yeah. Like yeah, that, that. 100%. That, that it almost has skewed our view of reality that humans are humans and yeah. that humans aren't like a build it yourself yeah like well, meal and, or something and you like can, that you can really you know create what a perception you know that that you want of of yourself yeah. and and so i think that i think what makes me nervous for some of like the dating pool now is is that when you don't get to see like I used to I remember for us like we would see people we'd all hang out in groups and we would see people at church I'd see like I saw Jerrica like leading worship and she served and I feel like I had a pretty good idea of 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 who she was and um there was an availability to paint this picture of of how you want and so I think what makes me nervous is that you see somebody who's and you begin to engage in a relationship with them and they kind of try to uphold who they've created yeah. through Themselves this app the, or yeah, through image, yeah. Um and and so so maybe jumping into a relationship with this false 
reality of of yeah. who the other person might be. And then there's always a reality too of all the bouncing statements in the world of like, yes, I can I can know you, but then I start dating you. I'm like, oh, I really know you, and like you're very yeah, different yeah. than what yeah. I thought. But um, I think that that could be a a danger. But yeah. do you I, think? Sorry, go sorry, ahead. no, go for <clears throat> it. No, 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 no. I was gonna say, do you think as somebody who's who's dating and you know have maybe explored like dating apps, dating online? Like Andrew was saying, like when I met Aaron, I, I say this all the time. We literally met like a year or two before we probably would have been on like dating apps. Yeah. Um, and we kind of met through friend groups. Do you think there's like a weirdness or a pressure of like two <clears throat> honest, like total strangers who are meeting? Cause then it's almost like you're not just meeting the family or meeting this person, you're like meeting their friends. Whereas like back in the day, like, you know, sometimes your friend groups would like naturally put you together. I guess yeah. if you're going to go out on a first date with somebody you meet on a, a dating app, is there any different pressure that you feel than if you were to, let's say, like be introduced to somebody yeah. through a friend or something like that? Are those pressures different? Um, and do you navigate that first date differently? Um, Oh, gosh, that's a. It's a that's, genius that's, question, I know. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it is it is a good question. It really is cuz I think uh, cuz I've honestly had a ton of friends who have found their spouses through dating apps and I love their spouses and getting to know them, getting to meet them, they're great people. But there is this side of like, yeah, it used to be nice to almost have this background of like, hey, we were friends before we ever dated because our friend groups naturally cl- like and I've also again had friends who have met their like spouses just through our friend groups naturally. And it's just how it's gone. Yeah. There's almost like a level of validity of like, yeah. Oh, like, you know, this person in the, okay. If like, oh, totally. if, if they think you're cool, then it's like, it's like if we're going to hire somebody here at Red Rocks church, you it's references. You, yeah. You want, yeah. <laughs> yeah, kinda, yeah. It genuinely is like a reference letter. And yeah. I think, um, to throw it to a little bit of scripture, um, like when we look at like the classic single story of like Ruth and Boaz, like find your Ruth, find your Boaz. But, like, I, I love looking at that story and also seeing, like, the way that they were when they were single. Like, the way that Ruth was able to, like, navigate her singleness by just loving on on her mother-in-law, who wasn't even technically her mother-in-law at the time because the guy died. Um, so, like, she had no obligation. But, like, her reference letter was the way that she treated other people. So I think, yes, I think having friends and seeing that aspect is easier to transition into relationships. And I think there is another like weird pressure when you are doing online dating and it's completely blind. Um, Cause even it's not like a, a, a blind date from days past where it's like, my friend's going to set you up with my other friend who I think you two could be compatible, but like you don't know each other. Um, Cause like that, like it's still like, there's still the point of reference, which is that one person who's trying to match make you. This is an app. It's a robot that's telling you that you two might look, great together or you might get yeah. together. So I think there's, there is more of that pressure of like, I have to maintain what my profile says. I have to maintain all my social media sites cause they're connected and they probably Facebook stalked me. They probably Instagram stalked me. They probably looked at everything that I've ever done. So like I have to maintain this certain curated level of who I am. Um, and I think that's ultimately, and kind of like Andrew was saying, like ultimately you will find out who that person is push comes to shove I think it may delay it a little bit more because you're you're almost like prolonging this like awkward cover of who you are because you're just under that pressure. Um, but yeah, I think I I think both styles um, will still ultimately reveal. I think it's just the speed at who you reveal who you truly are in the end. Okay, that makes sense. 
Do you think, <clears throat> sort of, I guess, last question surrounding online dating, at least for now, as a guy, I know when we were talking to Emily, she said that, like, as a girl in this in today's dating scene, I think she threw out, like, 80, 20 or so, like, 80% of your dates will probably be through a dating app. It's not impossible that somebody's going to come up and approach you, but it it's less yeah. likely. Um <laughs> She said there's a psychology that she kind of carries in sometimes and a lot of girls probably resonate with of am I am like am I your first match your second match like am I somebody like you didn't that didn't work out so I, I'm number 2 like almost like where am yeah. I on that list if things if I don't if I say something that bothers you are you just going to go to like a backup plan do you as a guy have to have a level of intentionality of like I'm going to give this an honest try or is yeah. that temptation there of just like, oh, I don't like the way she chews her food. I'm, I'm gonna. Well, before up. before I, I think I'm not on dating apps. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> good to hear. But I think if you just look at the psychology and the psyche of of a man, like men are just slimy. A hundred percent. In in a lot of ways, and. And I, 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 I'm, I'm not giving girls a complete pass on sliminess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on lack of integrity or character and all the things like, yeah. you know, <laughs> ladies are slimy too. Okay? <laughs> but I just think if I'm a female, I'm very, very weary, and am walking with a lot of discernment and wisdom when it comes to dating apps because I just flat out think that there's probably more fellas on dating apps looking for hookups yeah. than yeah. there are females. Maybe I'm wrong. And if you're in that world, then you'd probably be able to speak to that more. But I just think that I I think for fellas, you, you need to carry a level of integrity with that. Like if you're a yeah. believer and you're on a Christian app and your goal for that isn't to like, man, f- find somebody who like, man, I could really engage in a healthy relationship with. Then get off that thing because you 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 know in the back of your mind what you might be on there for is like a yeah. secondary you know yeah um, or, or or even like you may maybe you're not on there and you're you're not intentionally trying to be a slime ball and you're not trying to just like find somebody to hook up with for the night but like maybe you're on there because honestly like I, I think also a big thing that Christian especially Christian men struggle with is like well Christians in general but like idolizing even marriage to a degree like. <clears throat> idolizing and then that like if you're using an app to all of a sudden like enhance this idolization it's like you're 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 really you're not focused on Jesus at that point you're focused on finding a marriage which is more important to you than God at that point um so i think in kind of going back to the to the initial question of like dating apps like is that the new norm kind of of like how we date um I, I obviously it is. I think we can just see that across the board. Like it is just now the new normal. In the way that at least I approach dating apps, it's like it could be a tool and it could be something that's useful to help you find those dates. But it is kind of how you are approaching it. And as a guy, you do need to have a heart check to be like, okay, am I doing this in a judgmental sense? Am I? Because I, I, I mean, a couple of my guys in my group love them. And if you're listening, I'm sorry, but I told you this to your face too. <laughs> um, but like a lot of times, like they'll like when they're going through like apps or through like looking at people, they'll be like, judge them off of like one sentence on their profile or one picture that didn't look great. 
And it's like, no, mm, on to the next. And it's just like it creates this culture almost of sliminess more. Even if you're trying to go there and be intentional and like try and date somebody, you're literally judging somebody off of like yeah, five and, components and, of their life. And it creates a, a culture of of being really self-centered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about you. It's all about you. What Ooh, makes you no, happy? I don't, yeah. no, I don't like her nose. Yeah. Uh, her, her hair. Uh, and you just be like, next. And, and it's just like you start to begin – I could picture myself if I was on a dating app, not married. <laughs> Good. That that I I could almost begin to like create this ego around myself of like oh, and yeah. it's, and it just kind of yeah yeah like oh, no, I'm oh I'm, yeah and so that, so I think that's why that's why I'm not willing to to push the narrative of saying that I I think that dating apps are like. I'm not saying they're bad, but I'm I'm not ready to be like, hey, this is our new yeah. normal. Like I, I'm not ready to stand on stage and be like, just concede to the fact that this is because I, I think there's a lot of aspects about it that still make me really hesitant. And now I'm not on them, and I don't fully know, and I, I don't I don't have a bunch of young adult friends that we talk about every day and talk about dating apps and all yeah. the things. But I I think I'm just not willing quite yet because I just feel like there are still a good amount of aspects that I feel like yeah. bring me a lot of caution. I feel like it's the same kind of concept as social media at large. Like it's a tool for communication, but ultimately it's also something that can magnify an insecurity that you have. Like if you struggle with like depression, yeah, you can go hop on Facebook and find like a great articles or a group that can help you and support you. Like, yeah, that's cool. But Nine times out of ten, it's probably going to make you more depressed because you're looking and you're comparing and you're struggling and like you're it, it's going to magnify what you go through. So like if you're a guy and you already struggle with like lust and temptation and you're on a dating app, oh okay, well now you're literally just going to just feed that beast over and over and over. If you struggle with judgment, you're going to go on there and you're going to judge, judge, judge. So it's just like magnifying more of an issue. And again, like I agree, like I I. I I can't speak too much. Um, I mean, I've had friends go through it and seen it and seen how they all operate um, and seen it done healthily. But also, again, it's like some people can steward that tool really well and some people it will just magnify the issue that they have. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think especially with guys like, yeah, we we are slimy sometimes and a lot of us like struggle with lust and temptation. And so that's a route you go down. But then also, yeah, I think there's this new beast of like even judgment that mm-hmm. like in judging others so quickly, it, we <clears> now just make like face value off of somebody's like we're, we're judging humans off of five pictures and a saying. On yeah. And you could swing the pendulum the other way and, and date in a really unhealthy, gross way. Oh, totally. You know, so, I mean, yeah. there's, there's, there's balance to, yeah. to all that. But. Yeah. All right. So we're living in 2021 and I know that. You know, back in high school, everybody lied about like, oh, yeah, we hooked up or whatever. Like, do you feel like now as a mature adult, is there still that weird stigma that like middle school and high school carried of like your manliness is somehow attached to hookups or the number of girls that you make fall in love with you or even just like toying around with girls and kind of like. Oh, dating yeah. non-committally is that still like a thing as like a young professional in 2021 or is that kind of gone by the wayside do you still feel any pressure and do you think that's still real in the world of like young adults oh, yeah i think definitely it is i think i mean it's a little different obviously i mean <laughs> 
I work for a church, so it's a little different. But yeah. <laughs> like I, I at least again talking to my friends and like talking to the, a lot of the single guys, it's like that's typical, almost like water cooler talk at the office, where it is, it, it's kind of just like talking about like who'd you hook up with this weekend, where'd you go, where'd you find her. So there is still like this pressure. And I think if you look at heck any Netflix show, any any TV show, any reality show it really glorifies that kind of behavior of like how many girls are you dating right now what's your what's your body count like all of those things so it's like i think for a lot of guys there is like this i, I, think, I heard the term body count for the first time like in the wild <laughs> and i was like in the wild. Be, being a being a dad of a daughter i was like I could kill you with my bare hands and not even think twice. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but like that's yeah. our society right now. And I, and again, like I don't think this is anything new, but it's magnified because the internet has connected us so much. So it's yeah. like now there's even like more pressure to like have this masculine vibrato that you can like hook up with anyone or you can go to the bar and pick up somebody right then. And so, and then it's like a point of conversation for worldly conversation. So I think even as Christian guys, I think there is this this pressure because a lot of you like are going into the workplace, you're going to school that isn't Christian based and you're going into those conversations and you're trying to connect with them. And I think you fall, like we would fall into the temptation of being like, Oh yeah, well this is how I can, this is how I'll relate with them. Like I'll talk to them about, Oh yeah, I, I made out with a girl at the bar this weekend. Like, I don't know, but it's <laughs> like gross. But, yeah. you know. um, I don't know what bars are COVID, you know? <laughs> why do you think that it, why do you think that, that guys and even like just traditionally manliness has been so attached with like uh, specifically hookups, but also like just making like toying around with girls. Like why, why has that been a sign of like, yeah, like manliness, like not maturity in any way, shape or form, but for some reason, like kind of historically guys have hung their hat on that. Why is that? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure, honestly, why, but I, but I do think that, I'm trying to think of how to say this. <laughs> do you want me to go while you ponder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that I, I, I kind of grew up never really feeling that, like feeling like my, my manliness was attached to, to that. Um, and still sometimes I, I, I don't know if, if that's really totally the, the truth that, that a lot, lot of people feel like my manliness is attached to um, to the amount of partners that, that I want. But I, I do think that that men use females to validate a lot of things ab yeah. ab about yeah. themselves. Sorry, that took me a long time. Uh, Milana, <laughs> if, if you come across that pause, you can delete about five seconds of that. Um, but I, I, th I think that, that men, men do look look to be validated. Men want to be validated just like females want to be validated. And we use certain things. We use each other to get the things that we want. Like, for instance, oftentimes men will use the emotional to get to the physical. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you the things I like about you. I'm going to use the emotional to get to the physical because once I experience the physical – and that speaks to some kind of validation. That's why men, yeah. um, both men and women look at porn, but that's why men are a little bit more intense in the pornography route because it, it helps validate. Like you can, you could be the most hideous human being on the planet, but you can watch a computer screen and that yeah. porn star look at you and make you feel like, 
I got what it takes. <laughs> um, but on but the other way that I feel like uh, women can use men is oftentimes women, you'll use the physical to get to the emotional. Yeah. So I'm going to give him what he needs physically. I'm going to give him myself of my body um, when I really don't want to. But what I really want is to be validated emotionally. I really want to, to know that I'm worth it. I really want to know that I have value. And so if I sleep with this guy, then I'm going to experience a level of validation. So so I think that we're all looking for that. And it just comes out in different ways. But if you could really, really boil it down to the simplest of forms, we all want to feel like we have what it takes. We all want to feel like we're enough. We all want to yeah. feel like I have some kind of value attached to me. And so we use each other as little pawns to get the things that we want. And there's a, so that's why I think there's just a lot of manipulation when it comes to dating. Cause we look at dating as like, how can you give me what that's yeah. why like dating apps, like how can this person, the way they look validate the things that yeah. I, so I think that's, that's really for me what, what it boils down to. So does, does a man walk away being like a manly? I don't think so. maybe, maybe he would say that to his friends, but really yeah. what it does is like, Oh yeah. I, I I got what it takes. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a loser. I'm, yeah. You know. I think everybody asks that question, like, am I enough? Yeah. And just the way that's answered traditionally for guys is that physical validation of like, oh, she she sees me as enough because she like gave herself. Why Why do me. guys fight more? Why 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 did I buy a, a – why have I done MMA training? Why have I bought a yeah. like a boxing bag? Because I want to feel like I got what it takes. I, yeah. I, I feel like I'm – I'm enough. I f- you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah. I think, yeah, we we all we all do these different kind of things to to, to ultimately lay our head to rest and not be like, I, I got what it takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I think culture shifted a lot of that. Like where, I mean, I I, I guess I can't really speak to this because I wasn't born back in the day, you know. And yeah, like Connor. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was even further back, but like eighty-eight. Come on. <laughs> like I, I just feel like there's generationally you'll see like things that mark men and what we validate men for. Um, and even I think of like my, my dad's generation, my, my grandpa's generation of like, it was more of like the capitalistic movement of like, can you build the biggest thing? Can you have the biggest house? Can you have the biggest X, Y, Z? Yeah. Yeah. And all, now all of a sudden it's like, I think we've transitioned into society and I think it's been like slowly done in culture. Like I even think about like, heck the show friends that is, I would even say like now is like relatively calm compared to a lot of sitcoms that we have today and like their adult content. Yeah. But like they would subtly introduce those things of just like asking how many, oh, you, you dated somebody? Well, you broke up? Go hook up with somebody else. Like you need a rebound. So it's like all these like subtle messages that have happened. And like, again, our parents, they are like all about getting the biggest house or the most cars or blah, blah, blah. And now I think we've seen a generation not fulfilled by that. And so society's like shifting it and being like, okay, well, we weren't fulfilled by the biggest house and the nicest cars and X, Y, Z. Okay, well, maybe it does have to do with sex. Maybe it has to do with some sort of like physical element that guys can feel proud of. Like, so yeah, let's shift our society. Let's shift our thinking. It's all about sex now. Like, that's what's going to make you a man. Um, so I think there's there's that subtle pressure that's been like slowly building. That's where you're going to find fulfillment. So guys just naturally want to seek it out as much as they can. Yeah. Do you think that outside of like cultural or yeah, like societal pressures, do you feel any stigma or pressures from the church or Christian friends specifically about being a single guy? Um, 
not that obviously, hopefully, the church or your Christian friends wouldn't be pushing you <laughs> to the same kind of pressures, but yeah. is there any different pressures? Oh, totally. Do you think that somebody who's following Jesus feels in addition to oh, yeah. other messages that are being sent their way? Well, because it's almost like you're dealing with that pressure of like manliness is like sex, 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 and you're like, but I'm denying my flesh. What a, <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> yeah. So like you're you're stuck in this limbo zone of of kind of navigating – yeah, so navigating like the society that's telling you to have sex, that's telling you to date as many women as you possibly can, and then you've got the Christian culture that is like find your person as quickly as you can so that way you can start having babies immediately. <laughs> so there's like this weird pressure. And then – and I think Christian men ultimately like we – I think sometimes even too we, we, we approach sex and putting it on a pedestal. Like yes, it was God made. It was important. But I think that adds a pressure on top of all these things, too, of like, okay, well, sex is so important that I shouldn't, like, it's almost like a fear and in, in a good fear of it for the right person. Yeah. But then it also, again, starts to paralyze you and starts to pressure you to think, like, okay, well, this is the person I'm going to give everything to, my physical, my emotional, my spiritual. Like, so I have to make sure that this is the right, 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 right yeah. person. Yeah. Well, I, I think that the church can pressure single people in making single people feel like, I have to not have any crap in my life before I can mm, yeah. start dating somebody. Yeah. Even when I preach sermons to our young adults and talk about singleness, my lean is, hey, get healing. Like, take care of some things in your life right now. And now we always try to balance it out with, like, it's not about perfection. It's about progress. So start progressing in some of the things that you know are liabilities or will be liabilities to your future relationships. But I think – we can in the church kind of create a culture around singleness of, of like, hey, you better be, you better have your crap together because if you don't, yeah. you're gonna get divorced. Yeah. And so I think that can also create. Well, I'm not that. I'm never gonna be that. So I'm just gonna maybe kind of put on this hat that I am that and create this perception that I am that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I th I think that the the church fights really. This is such a big thing for young adults, and so I think we fight really, really hard ag against the grain. And so sometimes we can probably yeah. swing the pendulum so far the other way, you know, yeah. of like don't do anything, yeah. get off every like get off every app, like yeah. be careful, get get counseling, you know, because you're gonna get married and die, you know. So <laughs> so I I, yeah. I do I do find myself because I went through a difficult season in marriage like a couple of years and I look back when I was in my young twenties and man if I would have done some things different, maybe maybe I wouldn't have gone. Maybe I still would have. I we don't fully know, but yeah. So I, I think that the church is almost like that protective father where we kind of become a helicopter where we're like, <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Or we like the lawnmower parent where like you go before and like you like mow the lawn before them, so they they don't have to walk through the weeds. And I think we try to do that, but yeah. maybe even to a fault. Yeah, eventually. yeah. I, I think too the church and and again unintentionally because I love the church can kind of put a pressure on the season of singleness that like just escape it as quickly as possible. Yeah, like totally. you know we see that like God like uh, one of the biggest pictures of God's relationship to us is marriage, and I think. You can't escape that imagery when you talk about Christian relationship. And so there's this right. – yeah. I, I don't even think it's, like, from people specifically of, like, get married, get married, oh, yeah. get married. But, like <laughs> – It's subtle, but it's but, there. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, there's a reality, too, that the most important human on the planet was never married, Jesus, yeah. you know? And so I do think there there is – there needs to be a re-conversation, a reimagining of, of, hey, if marriage – if you want to be married, that's awesome. Yeah. Um 
but your single season in life isn't just to find somebody yeah. in hopes of getting married. There's so much you can do, accomplish, um, whatever. Yeah. And I and I just think that, like Andrew said, in and with an attempt to keep people from making the same mistakes maybe we've made or we've seen our parents make. It almost seems like don't do this, don't do yeah. this, don't do this. Find somebody, get married, and then you're okay. Yeah. You know, but it's like no, like your single season of life is awesome, yeah. and 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 every season afterwards will be difficult. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, like well, sorry. <laughs> well, well, no, well, it, it'll, it'll have its difficulties. Yeah. Get so, and so, die. Yeah. yeah, so even even if you live in your singleness perfectly, and you find someone, you're both virgins, you both love Jesus, you both. You will still face trials. <laughs> you will do within yeah. being engaged and being married, and you know what I'm saying. So, it, so yeah. So I, I yeah. That, you will you will yes load the dishwasher that. different ways, which uh-huh. will spur a, a battle royale. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, yeah. And I think clearly you talked to my wife before coming <laughs> up here. Uh, <laughs> hey, I was the one who told her about the ordinary. So that's that's you're yeah, welcome for spending eight hundred dollars. Um. But yeah, I think uh, with when it when it comes to like the singleness and especially again there is that like subtlety of like the church being like get married get married it's the most important thing in your world mm-hmm. there is like that subtlety coming and like even community like christian groups like that's kind of like the the ultimate goal kind of i feel for a lot of people but mm-hmm. i mean paul does say like hey when you are single it's a blessing because you can literally focus on only things of god mm-hmm. because when you do get married when you are in a relationship your your thoughts are divided like you're going to be focused on taking care of another person. You're going to be focused on helping them in whatever aspect that they need. So like in, in this season of singleness, he, again, this is like where he even calls people. So I, th- I think like a lot of young adult guys, like they come in to a Thursday night and they're like, my goal is to find my spouse and to get out of this like season of life. But like your attention isn't divided from anything else right now. So you can solely focus on those things. You can focus on things of God. You can focus on how to make this world better for for everyone like and to, and to bring Jesus to this world yeah so I think they're like I think young adults right now just a lot of young adult guys like take the pressure off of yourself whether it be like consciously from like your parents or your like your friends like telling you you have to get married to be fulfilled and take a pause and be like hey I can focus on the things of God right now this is a season where I can own it so that's what I'm going to transition to yeah so and there we go Great job, Zach. The studio audience loved that. Um, thank you. Thank hey, you, thank Brad. you. Hey, we haven't addressed our student. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, for thanks for today. coming every yeah. every time we record. Yeah, I really appreciate it. A lot. Yeah. All right, as we wrap up, um, we thought it would be what? What? Nothing. We're, we're wrapping up. As we wrap up, I think it would be fun. Emily did this for the fellas. Uh, Zach and maybe maybe even Andrew and I can pitch in our knowledge. Uh-huh. If you, as a guy, obviously. Um, if, oh, thank you you. Could give, <laughs> if you could give a piece of advice to the ladies uh, oh. in this season of singleness and dating and navigating the dating scene and all that stuff, if you could just give like one little piece of advice coming from a guy perspective that, you, that, that you would like ladies to know about guys in this season, what what would oh, it be? Goodness gracious. Oh, I feel like I have to keep making ugh noises because I have to think about this for a minute. Right, I don't I'll, want awkward I'll, silence. I'll answer. Yeah, you go first. As a, as a dad of <laughs> one daughter, one and a half daughters, one another coming in August, <laughs> <laughs> I would say this. Girls, you are worth the wait. You're like, you don't, if you have to compromise your deep values, your character, uh-huh. 
for a guy. In every relationship, you make compromises. But I'm talking about like your deep core character values. If you have to make any type of compromise in that, they're not worth another breath or thought in your life. There, no. there will be guys that will come and treat you and honor you, not perfectly because no, no guy's perfect, but in a way that respects you, um, in a way that honors Jesus. Um, and in every every relationship, there will be compromises that will have to be made. But at the core of your character and your value, there is somebody out there that will respect that and honor that both in you and in God and treat you that way. And if you make a compromise in that, it's only going to give a leash mm-hmm. for more compromise at a deeper level down the yeah. road. So, uh, so hold on. Wait. It's worth it. Your marriage is worth it. More importantly, you're worth it. And I don't know if anybody listens to this out in the future when my daughter's like 18, she's worth it and I will kill you if she ever comes home crying. It's like that. So. What's, what's that? Uh, is it car commercial, car company? It's like compromise elsewhere. It's like, yeah. if you're going to compromise, <laughs> compromise in some other areas of life, but not this one, yeah. you know? Um, also, I, I think, ladies, remember, like, you're the, you're the superior, uh, gender here in this in this <laughs> world in this world race um and so have have some confidence and and you know like they're lucky to have you so yeah, yeah they really are um yeah ladies you're just better overall you're just better humans um a lot of truth there's a lot a lot of truth in yeah <laughs> yeah uh, bless you um thanks for putting up with us um i, I think an advice would be honestly just to listen to those around you as well, like the the people that you trust who have godly wisdom and godly discernment, because I think, especially because like Andrew even mentioned, like women, like I think naturally are more more open with well, they are just more open with emotions, and they're more care like they you have that that heart of love and joy and compassion, and more so than guys, because <laughs> we're just like gr- grunting people. We're just we're just boys. Um, but because you have such a beautiful, soft, caring heart feelings can drive a lot of emotion like can drive a lot of your decision making and i think that there are relationships that you could get into that are potentially toxic or things that don't honor god so make sure that you are surrounding yourself with godly women godly men and just godly people who can speak into that season and to speak into that relationship whatever happens and like because I, I just think there's a lot of wisdom that we ignore because it's the sake of love and like oh this is a like this is my rom-com moment or my rom-drom moment, like where this is, it's just my happily ever after. But like your entire friend group who like your life group, your Christian community is like, Hey, they're not good for you. And you're like, no, but it's love. So just like, listen to the people around you that are, are God centered, that are caring for your soul and that genuinely love who you are. Cause they've known you for X amount of years. And this bro has known you for 30 days. So, like, trust the people that you surround yourself with. And if you don't have great Christians, find some because yeah, you need it. Zach, would you like to give your podcast profile? <laughs> no. Your number? Just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, we're fine. Uh, any, Not now. Any final thoughts coming from the fellas on singleness dating, navigating the dating world? I've got no more thoughts. Spoken my piece. I feel, well, 
I could talk for 17 more hours. Zach, and, do you have you guys 15 seconds worth okay. of a thought? Uh, okay. Ha, ha. Uh, all right. So kind of what you were talking about, like, hey, We're at 48 girls. minutes, so they're they're done listening yeah. anyways. So. Hey, uh, you think that. You think. This is where all the giveaways well, happen. Yeah, should we do a giveaway? Uh, yeah, get ready. Uh, no, so final piece of advice for guys is honestly kind of what Connor said for the girls. Like, know your worth. Like, as guys, like, be confident in who God made you because I think a lot of times you don't approach a female out of insecurity or out of – some sort of issue that you're struggling with because you're not perfect or because you're not progressing. Like, you just feel like you're not progressing. But, like, dude, know your worth. Walk up to that girl. Be a man. Ask her out. Don't be weird about it. Like, that's the big catch. Don't be creepy. If she says no, walk away. <laughs> if she says yes, plan the date. And be a gentleman. Bring flowers. Walk away. Yeah. Walk away. Slowly. And walk away does not mean walk away and then DM them later yes. that night. Because the thing is, <laughs> you're, you're ruining the rest of Christian men who tried to date somebody else, and they have a reputation of like, oh, Christian guys are creepy. So uh-huh. just don't, don't, don't damage the reputation. Let's rebuild it, guys. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for hanging in there with us uh, as we navigate the male brain and singleness, sex, and dating. Um, for all of you who listen, make sure whatever platform you listen to, hit subscribe. That really helps us out. And if you know anybody who could use uh, a bro's perspective on this subject, give it a share. Um, for all things young adults, you can go to redrocksya.com or rrya.org. And for those of you who have sent us your Taco Bell orders or you sent Starbucks. the right thing for Starbucks, we genuinely are trying to get that to you. For some reason, Starbucks wouldn't let us send out e-gift cards, but it's on its way. If you want it faster, <laughs> come on Thursday nights. And we will have it ready. Be here 7 p.m. every Thursday night, Lakewood Campus. Come on. And come to church on Sundays, 9 or 11. Uh, All right. We love you. We'll see you guys next week as we continue this series on the pressures of life. (laughs) All right. Peace Peace out.